0: Hey, everybody, it's Math Just a quick programming note before we jump into the episode. This one was actually recorded in two separate sessions, and we got a little creative with the editing. So we hope it makes sense when you're listening that you're not having to do any mental gymnastics about what's going on and when from scene to scene. But just in case you get a little lost... Jump ahead to the very end of this episode, I mean like the last 30 seconds after the Catacomb Party Stinger, and I'll include an explanation for more context there. Uh, Some people don't need that or don't want it, so that's why I put it at the end. This is the penultimate episode. We are in the finale folks i hope that you have enjoyed this season and i hope that you'll stick around for season two because it is already in the can we have recorded all of season two we're currently prepping for season three so with your support that will happen and many more thank you so much and as always get the hell out of my office
1: all right for this week's ice breaker what is your characters guilty pleasure i could start it off here whenever i uh go down um from the surface uh into the city of vesper there's always the the same puppet show happening oh <laughs> and i i have watched the same show every single time rerun after rerun it's so it's just such a comfort show i mean it's just like about people being regular people and living their lives, like just the reality of it, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Leslie ben- binge-watches The Office, is that?
1: <laughs> I was thinking more oh like Kardashians God. Kardashians, Kardashians? oh, like reality
2: TV, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> just binge-watch reality TV. I just can't TV. help but watch these people live <laughs> their <laughs> lives in puppet version, of course, because it's fantasy. Um,
0: Vesper After Dark.
2: Yeah. <laughs> can't wait to meet, like, Kim at or something like that later. <laughs> <now.
0: Yeah. laughs> this is definitely seeding some, uh, <laughs> some interesting NPC <intriguing>. <laughs> encounters in my head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is,
3: has
1: what is F got to say today?
3: There, like guilty pleasures, again, the rule of preference has prevented F from having any sort of association or attachment with anything since they can remember as far back as we can. And um, the guilty pleasure at this point is like a combination of like apples and cider, but it's all really, like cider specifically is like very new and F is very into cider, getting into deciphering the differences between like a banana cider, an orange cider, an apple, apple cider... Apple, apple. Apple, apple.
0: <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I, I, I we, it was never explicitly stated what I an guess. apple, what a fantasy apple is. <laughs> it could it's be a, a variety fruit. of apple things. Apple means fruit. <laughs> yeah, apples is <laughs> no. fruit. a word
4: for fruit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> long apple, round apple, yeah, apple. Uh, <laughs> squishy apple. Pineapple. The pineapple, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right.
5: PJ. Well, years and years ago, decades ago, we used to have a fair number of people that would come through the Church of the Second Wave. And my favorite thing to do was anytime there was a large group of families that came through, I would stand as if I was part of the attraction, as a, a part of the display, and just only move a little bit whenever... Only kids were watching.
4: <laughs> oh my God.
2: And I love that you don't jump scare them. You just move a little, but no one will ever believe them. <laughs> <laughs> it's very night at the museum.
0: I think that leaves Walker.
2: Hmm,
0: Guilty pleasure.
2: You know, this is between us and stays here. A lot of people tell you that when you're having a slick that uh it's best to drink it at room temperature. That's how it's served cuz you get all of the aromas and you get all the flavors. And I'll admit that whenever uh you're in the colder months and the nights are a little colder, I like to go up into the fresh water at the inlet a little bit and gather a nice cup of frost, some ice from the river, have a nice cold slick. And I use a I use one of the reeds along the bank there as a Sort of straw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it when people know that I like my slick with ice and a straw, but it's, it's like just wine. better that way.
4: Yeah.
2: My God. Very good. <laughs> oh, and if you cut up some apples and put them in there as a float, it's pretty nice as well. Oh, that
3: sounds delicious. Damn. Now it sounds slick great.
2: martini? Yeah, just like uh, just, just white wine with strawberries <laughs> and ice yeah. and a straw.
3: <laughs> oh, man. There
2: was like a whole thing uh, – like at any brewery I'd work at about like we wouldn't chill glasses because that's not – the, the chilled glass will, you know, numb your lips and then you won't get all the flavor of the craft beer. And, uh, okay. and I'm like, but also it's yummy. <laughs> you, know? um, you guys ever think yeah. about that?
0: You guys ever think about the fact that it's yummy? But I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Tall Warm Boy. A Tall Warm Boy. Mm. Cut that, cut that, cut that. Mm. <laughs> no, say it again, but slower. Oh, no. Nothing I like after a long day's hard work. Than a tall, warm boy. That's
2: actually Godot's <laughs> favorite drink the brains. So. <laughs> oh, no.
0: oh, man. so, anyway,
1: where'd you say uh, it was a good place to kick it off here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just found out we're canceled. So, yes. <laughs> I think we're good. All right. Well, See you guys never. <laughs> uh, let me just hold on. Let me just flip a coin and a roll of dice, and you guys win. Okay. Hey. All right. Good Good job. Job. Hey, Perfect. Wow. <laughs> That's the <a> satisfying
5: end <laughs> of the arc that everybody was looking for. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Just.
0: It's mid evening on the fourth day after the events that transpired in Founders Plaza. The four of you have experienced a whirlwind of emotions through reliving your past memories. And now you sit gathering your thoughts in the back room of the Knights and Tavern. You can hear the patrons gathering their things and getting ready to go home because the citywide curfew that followed lockdown will be in effect within the hour. So much has happened in such a short amount of time it might seem difficult to push forward, but you know that if you don't use this last night before you're likely to be arrested and tried in connection to the act of terrorism that happened in the commons, that you will lose that opportunity to gain the upper hand. What would you like to do? Before
5: I was like called by Campbell through the, through the rest, would I have had an hour to do right tool for the job yes okay so now i've got an extra thieves tool set that i will be giving to walker it is magically created but non-magical and it'll disappear when i use this again but for now you've got you've got your own thieves tool set so we don't have to share anymore oh thank you i i actually prefer
2: four gauge is this No, it'll be fine. I'll make it work. I'll make it work.
0: Is this metric? Next rest. I'll make a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. F, you know that on a night like tonight, when the conditions are perfect and the celestial bodies are aligned, that your people are unlikely to be anywhere but in the courtyard of the Bell Tower at the Institute of the Future, awaiting any kind of vision from Kana. So, I, I think that one of the most
3: important things for us to think about right now is that we do need to kind of hurry up. But I, the, the the alder future is going to be there in the square tonight with all of the other members, except for me. Although I don't know that I'm really a member anymore, so I don't really know if I can communicate that properly. I'm not really. I'm the future. Whatever. I we. Hmm we need to strike tonight. And there are a couple of different avenues that we could probably take that we should consider. But I think that if there's anything that we need to sort out, we should do it now. And I've got something that I need to take care of for sure, but I just want to be accessible for a moment before I do that.
2: Well, beyond just the the future problem, We have a group of people down in the tunnels collecting and prepping to destroy those heirlooms. And from everything we understand, that's a very bad idea. That's another problem.
3: So they're ultimately under the authority. A, I don't know how they would destroy them necessarily without causing a calamity at this point. Um, That's what I'm worried about, Yeah, is that they do it anyways. And part of me thinks that the best way to stop them at this point, considering we've already murdered Tamlin, is to um, take care of the other one. Yep. Well,
2: I have an idea if we're going to go take care of the other one. We had mentioned that the best way there might be through the tunnels behind Tamlin's office. It seemed the future had a way from wherever they were to that meeting room, everybody seemed to. And those tunnels are where the heirlooms are. If we collected Godot and the girls and all went down together, they could stop the heirlooms from being collected while we use that as a diversion and
3: push through? So there are a couple of ways into the Institute of the Future. One is likely those tunnels. The The question is, is where do those tunnels lead? And that's maybe the most uncontrollable thing. Um, and I'm not recommending necessarily that we take the front door, but we do also have pipes leading up through the basement. There are tunnels. There's obviously a direct assault. There there may be other options.
1: Are we trying to kill the future?
2: If we can take him alive, we can prove our own innocence. That's not nothing. If we kill him, we're just murderers twice.
3: There's a lot that I need to figure out before I can give you that answer.
1: <laughs> I have a question about the future. In general, if Alder Future dies, is it kind of like someone else takes place like pretty easily? or is it like does everyone have the same knowledge kind of thing?
3: That's, well, you would hope so, but clearly, we've been lied to. And so I don't think that anyone is really prepared to uh, step into that role and mantle. And as their species, lives a very long time while they are aging I don't know that there is a succession plan or that th- they would be willing to give up that power and authority and I think when we had spoken with Godot and, and friends they were going to rally as many people as they could to the front for a different attack that's right. that's right there are a couple hundred members of the future I think we need the extra five bodies I'm not gonna lie
2: and uh, seems like a dumb question, but I'll ask it anyways. They'll for sure fight back against us. You don't think there's the possibility of turning over a few- uh, We can't turn this cat around. Cat's going one
3: way, got it. Yeah.
1: Is the future, like, pacifist?
3: No, actually we're trained as warriors, unfortunately. Uh, oh. <laughs> interestingly enough, while yes, we, we don't necessarily advocate for violence, There's nothing saying that we can't be violent. Um, That's not a part of the codes. It's mostly preference, meaning that whatever instruction we're given from Kana is the instruction that we collectively follow. So um, if someone has been controlling the voice of Kana, and most of them, the prophecies have been deemed lies that have been regurgitated, I can imagine the wrong person has the power at the moment. We should maybe pull them out of that position.
2: Now, if presented with Evidence, or if we can somehow get Alder Future to slip up and admit the
3: lies, would that be enough? Maybe, um, but we would need to have that done publicly and not just in front of members of the future because I don't think that that would end it. Mm. They are a master spinner of lies as they've clearly created a web for literally generations that have entrapped people like me and others. Oh, I just spoke for like five minutes. You did really good. Whoa. You did really good, and you're getting better with the eyes and the mes. It sounds good. It's, it's weird, yeah. It's like a part of my memory came back, and I remembered that I was a person once. Yeah,
0: you know, I like I like this new F. Weird. Ella's uh, finding out what happened to her mother. Walker's coming to terms with like the death of their friend. Leo's realizing who he is as a person outside of the church and rescuing Alvi and uh, F learned to use full sentences. It's great. <laughs> amazing.
3: <laughs>
0: I've been thoroughly demolished.
3: <laughs> I have something that I think that I need to go take care of but before I leave I want to um, make sure that I'm available. So Keep saying that. What do you need to go take care of? Well, I've got a date with Destiny.
2: I I don't care how hot Destiny (laughs) is. is. This is not a good
3: time (laughs) for- I'm just kidding, the dweller, it's the the dweller. (laughs) I know that I've had some experiences with these prophecies and I don't remember any of them. And I realized that while I did tap into an important memory, there's more there that I need to look at.
1: Something to consider um, would be the repercussions of taking down a religion of an entire city Something will replace it. People will look to someone. Like, the city will turn to chaos, probably. We have to make sure we're making the right choices and not just taking out a religious leader without thinking about what the city's gonna do about that.
2: She's not wrong, we'll be making a power vacuum, but I don't see any way around
5: it.
1: Do we leave after and let the city fall?
5: Can we do this in a way where the rest of the future doesn't know about it? There's an absence, but not like a clear death of the leader. Can we have a quiet assassination of this guy?
1: Assassinate?
5: It would be impossible
3: for that to go unfelt. There's only one individual of whom is even moderately separated in this power structure. We're calling it a religion. This is very friendly terminology. It's definitely a cult. Um, and it, it, I mean, like, come on. like. Good to hear you say it. Uh, yeah, right. So, I mean, I I should be the one to say it first. I'm glad that I was the one that said it first, but now you guys can all use the proper term and we can take down the cult. No, we've been saying it. Oh, so... Not yeah, to, just not around you. Um. Uh, have you been saying anything else behind my back? <laughs> you know, some things are better just to move on, not ask. That's
0: a great point. I'm going to go downstairs now. I'll see you guys in a bit. <laughs> it should be said that there have been... Stretches of time during which no one sees or hears from Alder Future. They typically don't partake of the like day to day. The institute kind of runs itself and Alder Future shows up like you've seen them just for those observances, the ritual. Right, yeah. And those only happen when the conditions are right. It's not something you guys do like every Monday night, that kind of thing. You just really (laughs) do it when it calls for it. So conceivably, you could have a window of time. If Alder Future doesn't call for the ritual of Star Speaking, then it doesn't happen, right?
2: Maybe enough time for us to make it look like uh, I don't know Tamlin and Alder Future killed each other.
1: What happens with the Council after we do whatever we do with the future? Because they're on their side currently, right? Do we have to find a way to prove ourselves to the rest of them?
3: From my memory of that meeting, it was. Mostly Alder Future leading the meeting and Tamlin backing them up and everyone else agreeing kind of cautiously. So I think that realistically we've removed one of our uh, our dragon chest pieces off the board, and now we just need to capture the king, the short king, if you would.
1: We still don't know where Alvi is, right?
5: That's true. It's insinuated that potentially he's in, he's captured, but I think if we do this and we get rid of Elder Future, take care of him. We might be able to a- approach your dad, LNL, and, and without the pressure of the future or Tamlin, maybe there's a conversation that can be had.
1: I think you're right.
5: I don't want to kill your dad. I really don't.
1: <laughs> We're not killing my dad. Let's just get that straight. <laughs> I will stop you before that happens.
3: That's fair. That sounds like a threat.
1: Perhaps. I've only known you guys for like four days. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, miss,
2: uh, oh, why are we killing people? We're oh, yeah, trying wait. to kill all of her <laughs> yeah. closest friends. I didn't
1: uh. say that at all.
2: Oh, I like it.
1: Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> F, did you say you had something to do? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, cool.
2: We have some evidence. Godot is trusted and on our side. If we can stop the future,
3: then yeah, I mean, there's no reason people wouldn't listen to us. If we can stop the future, we save Kana's future. I am going to go uh, take care of my business with the Dweller before we all get kicked out of here, and uh, I will meet you back at, did we decide Addie's or the Cavern? Cavern. The cavern, I think, Yep. Yeah. Cavern it is. Sounds good. And I go into the back room.
0: F. You're walking up the stairs that ascend ever so slightly to the crystal cavern where you met the dweller. Something is still nagging at you, a a question unanswered, a mystery that you need to get to the bottom of before you face down the future. The steward greets you, offering you tea once more.
3: (laughs) F definitely takes the tea and nods, drinks it slowly,
0: contemplating. The steward gestures toward the cavern and you step through the small opening set in those large stone doors the light filters in as if it's coming from the crystals themselves and you see the stars overhead high up above in the opening in the cavern ceiling and you hear that voice once more welcome back child and she steps from the shadows And she kneels and gestures in front of her.
3: I kneel down as well. And I pull out the file of different prophecies that I have that I've been carrying on me. I've got details that are just missing in places and times where I should have been, and I don't understand why I would have pulled these memories out of my head. I I need some help repairing that gap and I didn't think about it earlier. And it
0: its it's picking at me now. She considers your words for a moment and she pulls from her cloak, the small stone tablet from which she pulled the memories earlier and her eyelids flutter as she touches the stone in a circular motion as if she's searching for something. After a moment, her eyes come back into focus and I'm, I'm sorry. I know this is not what you want to hear, but I do not possess these stories.
3: Uh, I, how don't you, who else could, could have, there's no way that F is struggling to find the words, of course, as as he does, as they do. And, uh, who
0: could have done this then? Like, if I may, and she holds up a hand and gingerly reaches out as if to touch your forehead and you feel the rough skin of her very aged finger touch your forehead and she does the same thing that she did when she touched the stone her eyes roll back a little bit her eyelids flutter then she begins kind of like softly just running a little circle on your forehead as she searches and it doesn't feel like anything with someone touching your forehead at first. And then slowly, it's as if a thread is extending from her finger deep into your mind. As if it's searching for something. And you can feel it somehow warming its way around. Not your skull, not your brain, but your thoughts. And you hear her voice as if it's inside your head. I have found something. I had to go very far. It would seem... It does not have the telltale signs of a modified memory. It is what you might call repressed.
3: Hmm. And there isn't a way for us to modify and unlock that like we were doing, like the other remembrance, like the other time that I remembered.
0: Even the most gifted dweller cannot remove all traces of a memory. It leaves threads. And if we tug at that thread, and unravel the mystery of where it leads. However, it is dangerous. This is an old memory.
3: I think we need to yank that thread.
0: If you're sure.
3: I don't know if I... I don't know if I felt more sure about anything in my life. Our life. We... I'm still working on that.
0: Then she pulls at the thread. And a part of your history begins to reveal itself hidden beneath a tapestry woven around it. In the memory, you are gathered with the rest of your kin for the ritual of receiving what Kana sees. When does this take place? Is it your first time? Probably the first time since coming around, I would say. Hmm. So you've been indoctrinated, you've you've been educated, one might say, and uh, graduated, and now you are excited to join the fold, so to speak. What does it look like? Describe the scene
3: for us. So these um, prophecies and sights happen inside of a courtyard. It's surrounded by, of course, blossoming apple trees that are everywhere in the in the land of or in the Institute of the Future. And it's it's a flat stone squares that are kind of sequentially lined. You could call it like a twenty-four by twenty-four row. There's eighty or so individuals of whom are are there in this moment lined up. And the head of the future, the, the loxodon, the alder future, is up on like a slightly raised altar, hands kind of to the sky a little bit and looking up, waiting to begin the, the sort of chant, waiting for everyone to settle down on their knees and to pay attention.
0: Behind the future, towering up above the Institute, is a bell tower. And as everyone takes their seats, Do they sit cross-legged? Do they kneel? Is it a choice? It would be everyone kneeling. As everyone kneels, the ritual begins. And you're prepared for this. You have studied. You've been educated in the ways of the future. And yet, it doesn't entirely prepare you for what to expect. So how are you feeling as you close your eyes and hold your hands to the sky? Like, what's going through your mind? I think it's actually a sense of calm
3: because this is anticipated. This is what's been trained for. There's no, there's no real nerves or anxiety despite this being the first time it's Mm -hmm. a very intentional and planned for experience. So I think that F is very calm.
0: Experiencing this is strange. I mean, everything about the last Mm -hmm. few days has been strange, but this is particularly strange because you're both experiencing it almost as if for the first time, and it's like you're seeing it play out. In fact, you might be forgiven for thinking you were a casual observer of this moment, walking among the student body of the Institute of the Future, all knelt with their hands to the sky, waiting for the first prophecy to arrive. You realize you're not alone. There's someone walking beside you. You can't see them, but you can feel them. And then you hear her voice. And she says, I remember when this was but the ritual of a single individual. My, how it has grown. The place where you kneel on the stone square. It's, it's strange to be in like two places at once, but it's, it's, it's as if it kind of like cuts back and forth between them, but also that you're seeing them both at the same time. And after some time, there is the sound of a bell overhead, and the first prophecy arrives. It's not the prophecy that you read in the manifesto that you recovered from the archives. It's another one. This one you do remember. And I don't know who begins to speak first. I I feel like it's always
3: just a garble of words, right? And then the words come out. So it's not like they're starting on a particular note. It's just that everyone starts talking, and it's like this release of energy in its own way. Because these people don't talk.
0: I like that. And then over time, it solidifies into uh, like actual words. And what are these words? We saw in the stars
3: a man with a heart in his hand.
0: Slowly, the jumbled words begin to take shape as the cohorts of the future begin to find one another in the din. They begin to take shape and speak as one until the prophecy is spoken and the bell rings again. And then it is silent. This happens several times. And when it seems there are no more prophecies to be received, Alder Future lowers their hands and looks around at the student body. Their cloudy gray eyes impossibly perceiving what everyone is doing. You see their large ears kind of flutter and flick. And they breathe deeply and stand and bow very shallowly to everyone and turn to leave. And just as they do, a bell rings. And the words come out of your mouth. I saw in the stars an elven child
3: of golden hair with the power to cure wounds at the touch of their hand.
0: You don't remember experiencing this. Like, even now, watching it happen in front of you, there's like a black hole where that memory, where that experience should be. You see your body your back is arched, your eyes are to the heavens, your hands are out as if in an embrace and you hear the words spoken from your mouth and yet you don't quite understand them? It's like you, you know the words when you see your body speak them and yet there's something layered on top of them that you don't quite comprehend and there's a soft gasp <gasps> as the dweller takes the scene in and you're again reminded that their presence is walking beside you and there's a moment of silence as the bell that is meant to seal this prophecy does not ring and every student in the courtyard is stunned An older future has stopped in their place and turns slowly it's a tense moment what's going through your head the first thing that f does i think is pull the cloth
3: up out of shock and like internal awe right because speaking isn't really allowed unless you know you are supposed to be the mouthpiece and this is a shocking moment for f in the moment and f sitting on the stone floor next to this woman who's dragging at this this thought this memory i think both collectively have gasped a couple of times and are like trying to suck in air Keep themselves calm and hold it together in front of, you know, the the alder as it is, kind of bowing deferently, I would imagine, as well.
0: The alder waits and then nods slowly and turns and walks off the platform and out of sight. And almost awkwardly, everyone around you begins to stand and file out. And you follow suit. Having no memory of what just happened. It it got quiet. The alder looked at you. Maybe it felt special. Maybe you felt terrified. Yes. F is that
3: little rebellious monk still at heart who had the toughest time with the conversion and dropping of a lot of individuality. And so this feels terrifying. Yeah, I think ultimately there's terror. Absolute terror. Abject terror.
5: I've got a couple orders of business to take care of while F is away. hmm All of this has to do with my artificer, artificer infusions. I believe one of Walker's weapons is set as like a returning weapon. I can do one more infusion or I can do two and take that away. One of them can be, let me find it real quick, Mind Sharpener. Mind Sharpener. Hmm. This infused item, which would be a set of armor or robes, can send a jolt to the wearer to refocus the mind as four charges. When the wearer fails a constitution saving throw to maintain concentration on a spell, the wearer can use its reaction to expend one of the item's charges to succeed instead. The item regains 1d4 expended charges daily at dawn. So if anybody has concentration spells, I can imbue their robes. Also, I replaced Homunculus Servant when I... Uh, oh,
0: you dismantled Campbell?
5: Campbell! <laughs> no, because that's not Campbell. That's your Steel I, Defender. I, mm-hmm. That's Steel Defender. I also had a oh. Homunculus Servant as one of my options for artificial infusions. <laughs> that was... And,
0: um, What was it called? Bit or... Bits.
5: Bits. Yeah. So I, I either keep your returning weapon and just do the bow or replace your returning weapon with either something for concentration for somebody, or a bag of holding if we think we need that. So Josh's sword is already a plus one. But I have an offhand sword that is not.
2: Oh. And
5: would this, I, I think this would stack
2: on it also. It would probably stack, but I would probably just put it on my offhand to make sure they're both
5: good rather than having one bum sword. Yeah, I could do that too. I never thought about whether it would stack or not.
0: That's pretty fucking cool. Not at all game breaking. Because it's not
5: making it a plus one. It's adding plus
2: one to it. Ooh, should I have just one fuck em up sword? Let's get one fuck em up sword. Let's stack it <laughs> onto my
5: family heirloom. Yeah. I'm going to let you choose which weapon you want, but I'm doing plus one to attack and damage on both of your items.
1: How long does that last?
5: Until I do another one. Indefinitely.
1: Oh, wow. That's crazy. Thank you so much.
5: The other thing is Campbell. Do we have Campbell with us? You do.
0: Cool. That's my uh, that's my points of order. Is there anything, Leslie or Walker, that you want to take care of? Anybody you want to go talk to? Anything you need to do?
1: I have to confront my father, but that could come afterward, probably. There's no convincing at this point.
0: Okay. Walker's going to brood in a corner. That's tight. I like that. That's on brand. Yeah.
1: Now, is like Godot and the others also meeting us there? Because they don't know that exists, right?
0: As I understand it, uh, you told Godot to find and rally any forces that were not loyal to the council. I don't recall you telling him where to meet you or or what kind of signal
5: you would give him. I think we set that cavern as sort of a war room staging area before the battle. It's not curfew yet. There's still time.
2: Can I find uh, like a a, a kid? For what uh, reason? What? <laughs> just for just, what purpose? I kind of want one. Nuh-uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No. I, when I said loose ends, I didn't mean like <laughs> opening a can of worms. No,
2: I uh, I want to make like a a note and uh, oh, just find like a kid or okay. someone who seems scrappy, like a like a street urchin. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know?
0: Boy, what day is it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Christmas
0: morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and uh, on the note, I just want it to Say where we lost Alvi, Short King, and then I want to fold it up. Describe how to get to Addie's place, which is I think is where uh, Addie and Godot are. And let's just say, hey, you like apples, kid? (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to roleplay this child?
5: (laughs) Oh, I love apples, sir! (laughs) All
2: right, whole whole box of apples for you, if you can take this. A whole
0: box that'll feed my family for a (laughs) fortnight.
2: No, these are just for you. I don't want to see you sharing these apples. These are your apples. You earned these apples.
0: And a happy Founder's Day to you, mister. All
2: right. Now, get out of here. Damn. So, yeah, I send a kid with a note.
0: Hot new NPC off the block. Okay, cool. Hey, kid, what's your name? Oh, they call me Dandelion.
1: Aw. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Can I find a different kid? (laughs) (laughs) So that's just what they call me. My real name is Framplin.
2: All right, (laughs) Frampiclin.
0: Write that down, write that down. down, (laughs) I wrote it down. Uh, Frampiclin.
2: Frampiclin.
0: I hate that name. like mist, the memory evaporates and swirls around until you see that same familiar scene. This time, I think, you know, perhaps a few years have passed. Like, how long has F been receiving prophecies or been part of, like, the ritual? So
3: the future is 22 right now, Mm -hmm. I believe is what I have listed. I don't think we've really talked about that, but younger Mm -hmm. member of the future. And I would imagine that the awful traumatic, uh, moment probably happened when the future was like 12. And so this probably started happening at like 14. Okay.
0: So a solid, you know, seven or eight years of doing this. So that was your first one. Mm -hmm. And now we travel forward a few years and, you know, you're looking a little more mature. You're looking a little more confident. You file in, you take your place, you know how this works and the bell rings as the Alder has their hands to the sky and everyone waits for a prophecy to arrive. It does, and then everyone waits, and another one, and everyone waits. Where do you observe this in your mind's eye, right? Like, Like walking among the members of your cohort. What are you trying to glean from seeing this one? What am I trying to glean from getting close to the scene? Like, I'm just wondering, like, what changes about F's demeanor or position? Like, like before you were just kind of like, you were reliving it, but also like, it was as if you were seeing it play out, like Mm -hmm. as a third person, right? And what happened was wholly unexpected. You've never seen anyone do that before. Mm -hmm. No one has ever spoken out of turn. And so in your current memory... Like, now you can remember what happened as if you saw it through someone else's eyes, right? So it's like, it's a strange thing of remembering, not remembering, right? Like, I remember that moment and then it just skipped. I don't remember this thing happening. I think
3: current F, the one that's kneeling on the floor, tries to project directly into past F's body and like sit in exactly that place to try to understand exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like trying to see if he if they can push the boundaries and like merge the spirit or something and like get there.
0: Interesting. So you kneel as you said. Mm-hmm. You still feel that presence kind of swirling around you and now you hear the voice say, these memories were never forged. They happened. Your body remembers them but your mind was somewhere else when it happened. And so the fascinating question is, who is speaking? Is it you or is it someone else? And then something racks your body, not with pain, but with compulsion, desire. And though you've all raised your cloths to prepare for the future to leave. You grasp at it and pull it down, and you lean back, and you speak the words.
3: I saw in the stars a party of four led by a divine healer
0: whose arrows will slay innocent blood. In this moment, Alder Future has not risen, and this outburst is wholly unexpected, just like the first one. And yet you get the sense that Alder future was more prepared for him. They stand after a moment. They bow shallowly and turn and leave. No one is looking at you this time. They're all very uncomfortably looking where they would before up at the stars and they make sure their cloths are positioned in front of their mouths and they stand and they file out. And again, the sensation that you feel not as if someone is in your body, but as if someone is in your mind. This time, you feel almost as if you can see it. You feel that if you were to get more attuned with yourself in that moment, you might see what you saw. The hour is just before midnight. You've all had time to make your final preparations. You've discovered among Tamlin's belongings a map of the Institute. F, although you know the layout well, it helps to see a schematic and get a general sense of place. The layout of the Institute is basically a sprawling campus on the surface, it reaches right up next to the cliffside. At its gates are hectares of orchards that grow all of the apples <laughs> and much of the other um, produce that is consumed by Vesperans. You have a few points of entry if you decide to take the surface route. There is a stone path that winds through the orchard, doesn't afford as much cover as sneaking through the orchard itself, but it does give you a much straighter shot, so to speak, to the steps that lead up to the portico, which is the main entrance of the cloister that goes around the courtyard where the bell tower is. There are paths on either side of the institute that are primarily used for meditation. F, you would know that young recruits don't have lodging within the main campus grounds. They sleep in hammocks among the trees. As you progress, as you advance, and you go through the rites, you are allowed to walk. The paths along the main grounds, you are allowed to participate in the, in the ritual of star speaking, and you eventually find your way into a small room next to all of your other cohorts. So the cloister is this big walkway that goes around, so that's made for walking and meditation as well. It connects to the paths that go through the gardens on either side. That's the courtyard where the star speaking takes place, and that's the bell tower right in the middle. And just below where that bell tower is, that's where Alder Future sits, looking out over the entire cohort. Just beyond that is a private entrance, like maybe going up like a locked secret entrance of the bell tower. There is like a stairwell that goes up to a landing and stairs that go up to the Future's inner sanctum, and no one has ever seen that and never should. So it's kind of like a circling stairwell where like the landing goes around on either side. That's like where you'd have to go if we wanted to get into the uh, altar features inner sanctum. And then of course the cloister extends off on either side and goes to the living quarters. If you were to take the underground entrances, you aren't exactly sure where those would bring you. F, you know this super well. So you have the advantage here. None of you have the advantage down below. I'm a big advocate for uh, going straight in the front door. Storming the castle.
3: And this sounds counterintuitive, but because they're all going to be in the square, we know where they all are, so we're less likely to get caught wandering around versus showing up somewhere with our pants down and me having to try to work it out.
1: No one said anything about dropping our pants. Well, I I don't, like,
3: <laughs> I wear robes anyway, guys. Like, it wasn't even a good metaphor, okay? Like, no, and they all wear robes. Like, no one... <laughs> Honestly, Ella, anything can happen on this type of mission.
1: Really? Oh, yeah. gosh. So be prepared. Okay.
3: The future is a way of communicating without speaking. In the case of relaying messages, so I'm letting you know this is F. Like we we know we we have to because you know only there's only one mouthful allowed at a time in, inside of a space. So in order to communicate, we've developed other methods, uh, and so we also need to be aware of any alarm bells we might trigger.
2: Hmm. If he felt threatened, would Alder future retreat back up into
3: his inner sanctum? They've never been threatened so far as I've been aware, so probably, but I don't I don't know how they would react.
2: If we could get into that inner sanctum without being seen, whenever Godot shows up with a force, if he retreats into there, we might be able to confront him one-on-one. I think that's our best bet.
3: I yeah.
2: So through the forest, try and sneak around, avoid everybody that's gathered, and get into the sanctum. All before Godot Releases the bowstring, so to say.
3: (laughs) Yes, I think that's reasonable. What do you think, Elinil? You're more strategic than I am. I just know the, the way that it looks from when you live there all the time.
1: I haven't really done anything like this, so you know the lay of the land. I'm trusting you.
3: But does that sound like a sharp plan? Like one that you would bet your bowstring on?
1: To just confront in front of everybody?
3: Yep. I mean, the reality is that once we get there as well, I can also confront the, the future as a whole and address the fact that the alder is a liar.
1: Yeah, you could talk about the prophecies.
3: I've got the
5: packet of prophecies. The in.
1: evidence.
5: Yeah. So my worry about that, using your own language, this is a cult. Do you think they've all been briefed on you and what lies you might spread to them? Likely, but we can still fight them. That's true, but... It's it's an appeal to reason, more or less. I don't think diplomatic approach is going to work with these people. It's not going to work for all of them, but I think it might dissuade
3: some. That's really the only okay. goal, not okay. all, some. I'm not expecting for this to be a cakewalk by any means. Excuse me, not a cakewalk, an apple smash. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: A walker of apples? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> there was somebody that wanted to say thank you to us in the future, right?
3: There is at least one member, yes. To Leo this, specifically. This
1: one member probably can't do much. I don't know. <laughs>
5: but Well, it's a voice of reason. Everyone else explicitly does not like my existence, correct? Uh, yeah, I tolerate you you i'm I'm not talking about you, I'm man. sorry
4: we're friends. I didn't mean that. I didn't
3: that came out. I didn't mean for it to come out. Normally, I've got the cloth, and i don't I don't say the things that I don't have a good there was a filter. I don't have that more anymore.
5: I like you quite a bit. I'm sorry, Leo. I didn't mean that I can disguise myself so I don't look like me.
2: You know, if you make yourself look exactly like F, you'll look like
0: everybody there. pretty much it's true. You all are gathered around the map and all of your intel, and you hear the sound of stone shifting down one of the tunnels and footsteps walking toward you. And after a moment, you see Godot's worried face appear from the shadows. And he looks around and says, I admit I was worried you all were, well, I, I was worried. This, this is where you lost Alvi's trail, I take it. And He's kind of surveying the surroundings.
2: This is about as far as we got in the hunt yet.
0: There's one more
5: secret, and I know we can trust you now. Follow me, and I'll walk into the like illusory wall with the with the actual crystal cavern behind it.
0: Kind of takes his breath away. Then he stands there looking around. There's not much left of the ore what Walker was able to chip away from the stone face beyond, but it still kind of glistens in the light that shines in from beyond and takes his breath away. I don't know if any of you have experienced this, but it's like a hum. I feel it vibrating on some kind of wavelength I didn't know was there. It's emanating from within, like myself. I, strange. You're magical too. We get it.
3: I mean, yeah, you're mad like you probably have a deep connection like we do with this.
0: I'm sorry, I'm learning sensitivity. It's Isn't he doing so good? I was just gonna say, if you had private lessons, it seems like you've come a long way in four days. But believe it
3: or not, I'm fairly smart, but like I was just internalizing a lot of things and uh you know, I've been coming around and it's been
0: a There's an, there's intelligence and then there's emotional intelligence, F. That's be very clear. Recently he told me he
5: tolerates me which I think is improvement
3: that was a a slip up that was a that was a (laughs) a, a lot of growth
0: a Franklin slip (laughs) he hasn't made one brain joke since I've arrived so I'll take that as a good sign Mm
3: -hmm. and what's even better is I thought it and I didn't say it he
2: even let you know he was intelligent which I would have kept that to myself you know (laughs) given
0: the well we have a plan (laughs) okay so I'm assuming you guys lay out the plan for Gato and then how many people did he come with it's just him just him okay Finding allies is proving difficult, but I believe we will have, the numbers may not be in our favor, but we will have reliable force. He tells you this, and frowns and hesitates, and you all can sense that he has something else to say, and reaches up and puts a hand on your shoulder, Leo, and says, There's one other thing. I, I promised that I would do what I could, anything in my power, to make sure Alvi gets home safely. I haven't lived up to that yet, but I have it on good authority that he is being held at the Institute. It seems we have a friend on the inside. All right. So, the plot thickens. The plot thickens. As far as what we want you to do,
5: wherever you feel like you yourself fit, jump in. We don't... I I don't want to put you in too much danger, but if you're willing to... To fight with us wherever you feel like you're going to be the, you're going to be your best self. I think that makes sense. I think we need someone of a certain
2: charismatic standing,
3: like yourself, to lead the other forces. Or this is another. This is you know. This is just me thinking about it and, and pitching this from a me understanding that Alvi is now captured. There's a good chance that he's being held in the chambers that I was disassociated in, uh, and I think that. Maybe one of the most likely approaches to get there might be through these tunnels. And so perhaps we send Godot through the tunnels to get Alvi to at the very least free Alvi so they can he can come back this way. And then Godot can come out the other side and flank.
1: Assuming yeah. Godot would know his way through.
3: Well he'd be he'd have about as much information as
2: we do. He'd have to do some trial and error, a little discovery, but
5: Do you do you know
0: anything of the tunnels? From Scout to the Institute? I've been to the archives many times. In fact, my presence down there wouldn't be seen as strange at all. I don't know my way through the tunnels that lead into the Institute, but I have a feeling I'll be just fine. I'll take whatever forces I can that route. We may not have many to begin with. Should I send any more in? behind you should we wait for a signal what's if if we end up with more than we expect that is
2: if we have enough it would be good to have a, a frontal assault that scares all future back into a sanctum once we're already there but i think yeah. you guys just popping out of the ground might be enough as well to have him retreat
5: hmm. i think we go with what time we've got we go forward we get sort of pincer maneuver and you all come Converge. through the tunnels yeah, so
3: you guys are the A team coming through the or the T team coming through the tunnels, and we are the K team, the Kana team going in the front. Yeah. Yeah. What's T yeah. stand for? Uh
0: tunnels.
5: Tunnels. Uh, tunnels. Tunnels. <laughs> tunnels team. The tunnels team. <laughs> the tunnels team. Alright, good does on the, the tunnel tunnels team. <laughs> All Do we, right, we have we have
2: communicationary devices that we found <laughs> down there, right? <laughs> I remember the monocle, but we also had like was was like a uh, earpiece or something. Yeah, the birds we could talk yeah, to each the, other. The
1: metals, mm-hmm. it's just thinking.
2: Well,
5: we should have one, and I think T tea team should have the other. Addie still has the other monocle, right? Or did we ever retrieve that yeah, monocle?
0: I don't think we got it. Oh, back. she does. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, So as long as she puts it on.
5: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: Hey, so tell her to put that on, Godot. Okay,
0: yeah. (laughs) She was, um, she's going through a lot right now. I'm headed back to see her. That's actually where we're all supposed to meet again uh, before we move forward. So that's the plan. You guys are going in the front. Godot and a small team is supposed to come in through the back. And is there any kind of signal... If there, if you guys need help, or if there, if Godot is able to get like enough people to sort of like support, we'll blow if, the whistle. If, yeah, what's
2: the range on the
0: whistle? I doubt that it's very far. I would think mm. that the whistle probably reaches like across a room, maybe like okay. it, it wouldn't necessarily it echo through if, like the orchards or anything.
3: G- Godot, if you hear a lot of clanging, it's time to come.
1: I mean, do we, are we doing the metal <laughs> thing where one prison?
3: Yeah, don't we have something where we can talk to each
2: so,
0: other?
1: So if I just think really loudly, oh my God, we're screwed, they should probably get it.
0: All due respect, I think it's a great plan. I don't think I need to take the whole of our allies' forces into these tunnels. If anything, that's going to make it harder if, if shit hits the fan. So I will go. I will take a small team with us. We will find Alvi and we will flank all their future. So if they flee and run from you, they won't get away. However, I think we might have more support than, than we thought we might. I need to do a little more groundwork, but if I'm able to muster up and rally some forces, I will send them in behind you, through the orchards, into position, and they will wait for your signal. You blow that whistle and any friends of yours will hear you and come to your aid. I think that's okay. the plan. Sounds great. I like that plan. Yeah. Okay. He again looks to you, Leo, and says, I, I hope we're not too late. And assuming we're not, I hope you know Alvi is safe with me. I hope you know you can count on me.
5: I, did you know Alvy at all before? Had you met him? I can't say I ever had the pleasure. Okay, well, I will hand him the short king just as a sign of trust. This was his signal to me. This can be my signal to him through you.
0: How do you guys want to go about this? Do you want to try to like stealth through this? You know what? Let's just flash You forward. know that
2: scene from Emperor's New Groove when Kronk is taking Cusco's unconscious body mm-hmm. in a sack? Just picture that.
4: <laughs>
2: so that happens,
0: and then um yeah, <laughs> to
1: avoid uh, guards, right? Oh yeah,
0: everything's coming together. <laughs> I'll I'll be
5: disguised as a member of the future. <laughs> They basically nice. all look the same. I think we established. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to look like with a scar. <laughs> identical. Oh, mustache. Mm. A handlebar mustache. Under the.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's probably a first. I can't imagine any of them have facial hair, but okay, uh, maybe not. You know then. what? <laughs> maybe they're allowed to. I, they just
5: don't. I don't know. I, I would will take reference <laughs> whatever whatever notes from F and make myself look like a very average member of the future just like think think really drab like really pretty
3: plain no like no real like center of self um really just like an empty empty shell if if you can think that you would prefer it or that you would make some sort of individualized choice about it you don't have that luxury in your disguise so jerry from rick and morty
2: Yes. <laughs> Just like ah, human music. I like it. <laughs> that's actually
0: a good poll. Jerry loves apples, I gotta say. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And so the next memory forms, the mist swirls into kneeling, arms to the sky, the bell tolls, the cohort speaks, and you wait, you wait for that third prophecy you read. Give us a glimpse into your mind in this moment. It's more confident. F is much
3: more confident about it because it's, it's became kind of a consistent thing and with that consistency, it has shifted expectations. And so now, as opposed to kind of being shocked, F is owning it as kind of a way to communicate with others. And this this goes to their kind of personality in general. They try to be outgoing despite, you know, having none of that natural charisma. And this is just, this is confidence. This is, even though they really don't know what's going on, they're no
0: longer Necessarily, just deferent. It's like they know that they're special. So, do you kneel down in th- that positioning, and do you try to like enter your body? Do you? What do you do?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think again, just to get as close to it as possible, even to try to form that. Actually, maybe staring at it, not trying to enter, but like looking at F. F looking at themselves, and trying to also form their mouth in the same way and watching
0: for those letters, Mm. for the words. So you mirror, Mm -hmm. you kneel down in a mirroring pose, and you wait, and the bell tolls. And this time, when the words come, and you stare up into the sky, into the heavens, you see. I saw in the stars a meddling father whose daughter will summon the final wave. The draconic words echo out into the night and in the stars above you, your body and your mind are transported away from this place. And you see this place. You see a courtyard, you see a garden, Someplace in the Institute that you've not been. You see a war raging around you. You see darkness enveloping. And you see who you know now as Elanil's father. You see Alder Valen rushing to free his daughter from the clutches of a creature of night, of darkness, of nothing. And in doing so, you see tears streaking down his face as he sacrifices himself for her. And you see her fall to the ground and you see the creature grab Kendrith and throw him. And you see his body disappear into the night undoubtedly falling to his death beyond the cliff side of the fjord where Vesper sits and the creature moves forward, desperately clawing at the arcane energy that is flying around this place. Everyone around you is powerless to stop it. And the darkness of this creature's soul, if it has one, echoes out through the space and you feel it consume you. And that is where the scene ends. You guys are standing under the cover of trees in an orchard outside of the future. You are probably a good, at this point, couple hundred feet from the clearing that opens out to either the meditation walkways or the portico that leads into the cloister. You've managed to make it this far, but you definitely sense that there are younger recruits. Nesting, (laughs) I guess is how I think of it. Like in the trees, they've got hammocks stretched out. The trees in the orchard are planted very close together, so you can see roughly 10 foot in any direction. It's impossible to get a clear line of sight beyond that. And you'll need to be extremely stealthy moving forward because you know F the minute you're discovered you're listening for those soft clings of your bracers. So every member of the future wears metal
3: bracers that they communicate with basically like Morse code by hitting them together.
2: Oh,
0: that's sick. They don't provide any kind of protection from attack because it's not the monk's way, but they are utilitarian all the same. So you're listening for those and you would have warned everybody that if you hear that, that will likely set off a chain reaction and give up your position. So if you spot anyone or anyone spots you, you'll need to take them out before they have a chance. So, we'll say you're coming in from the kind of northwestern side. You're kind of like in the middle of the orchard. You haven't quite reached the clearing. You're still going to need to travel a little ways and keep it quiet. What do you want to do? I'd like
3: to start by casting Pass Without Trace. So, we are, we are now covered in my nice little darkness bubble. Um Veil of Shadows, we get that plus 10 on Still checks. It can't be tracked except by magical means. And then I think we just walk forward. We, like, walk through the bushes and try not to disturb people. Yeah?
2: And we're trying to get all the way north, like, up to the area rather than coming into this clearing too much? Or
3: Yeah, so we probably want to hug the, hug the walls yeah. as
0: much as possible, so going
3: directly north and then... That's what I was thinking. Yeah. All
2: right,
0: so you guys are trying to bypass the open area leading up to the portico and kind of go in through the side, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah give me a stealth check first roll yeah
5: natural 20 natural
0: 20 holy shit holy shit I you got a nat 22 plus 10 so 30
3: and then a
1: 29 and a yeah
2: i rolled a 13 plus
0: 6 and then plus 10 yeah i rolled a 19 plus 6 plus 10 so 35 wow yeah that was so a good rolls, lowest, guys lowest was a 29 <laughs> holy shit so let's, let's put you guys up a little bit. Let's say you guys moving slowly, you creep, you know, half your normal speed through the trees. You don't alert anyone along the way. I mean, there's absolutely no reason I'm gonna make you guys roll that again. Those were, uh, fuck, two nat 20s and a uh, 29 and a 35. Holy shit, it's amazing. So you guys managed to sneak north. You're now at the very edge of the trees. You've put all the sleeping recruits behind you. As you're sneaking through the forest and you come to the edge, you hear the chime of that bell in the tower and you know that Kana has spoken.
3: So while Kana has spoken, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the end. There may be another to be done. Sometimes there are more afterwards, but often this signals the end and maybe
0: it can signal the end, I should say. So now you're all looking out over the rows of like hedges that uh, wind around a pathway that is used for meditation. So you could kind of like leave the safety of the trees and you would be able to maintain sort of like half cover because they're not it's not like a hedge maze it's more like you know waist high hedges that you can kind of kneel down behind and move along
3: okay so I think we should proceed through the mazes and try to work our way up towards the bell tower because that's we we want to try to like catch him
0: on his way out right just as you guys are deciding what to do you can see that there is um, a groundsperson. a kind of mid-level recruit, someone who's not yet made it through to be able to join the uh, star-speaking ritual, but they are sort of monitoring, I guess walking along these paths, so you'd guess someone who can't sleep and is currently meditating as they walk along the pathway. Kind of toward you all, what would you like to do? That is who I
3: think it is. I don't know if they're any good at fighting.
0: How would you know?
3: Because they're all bad at fighting. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> like how you just That's arbitrarily true. like probably no yeah. yeah yeah we
2: could try and grab him knock him out before he has a chance to sound an alarm I don't
1: think they're hurting anybody
3: yeah. let's just let's just try to go forward and just see if we can
0: let's just sneak past if not we'll put him down alright so everybody roll stealth checks then oy, oy, oy. let's see if you can uh, do two in a row 17
3: 29 don't forget to add your plus 10 Oh, 26. <laughs> cool. Uh,
2: 21. Twenty one. Seventeen plus six is twenty three. Thirty three. Holy shit! I got <laughs> a twenty. That's a Trace is so good, and you guys
3: are rolling exceptionally
0: well tonight. Not a on that one. And, <laughs> I just rolled a five. <laughs> but
3: plus ten
1: you plus five.
3: But plus ten plus yeah. Five plus six
1: plus
0: ten. Twenty one. Twenty one. Nice. That's still great. <laughs> um, let's roll though. On I'm gonna roll to see uh, against their perception. I rolled a natural 20. Uh oh. And with their perception, that brings it to a 22. So, as you guys are making your way down the pathway, you see them look up from. They're not reading anything. They're just kind of like looking up at the sky. And they look down and turn slowly to the side. And there's just like a moment of like perplexion on their face. And their eyes widen, and you see them reaching up to, like, clang their wrists together. Uh, cast silence. <sighs> Ella, take him out. Oh, shit. So you see them clanging their wrists together as you cast silence, and no sound escapes. And their eyes grow even wider, and they turn to run. Ella, um, serious. Drop him.
1: I will aim for, uh... Can I see their legs?
0: No? Yeah, I'd say they have, like, maybe quarter cover.
1: All right, I try to shoot the leg. <laughs>
0: So they fall okay, silently. <laughs> what is the bubble of silence? How far do they have to go to get outside of it? It's a 20-foot sphere. Okay, so they only have to make it 20 f-
1: feet. Okay, so I rolled a 5 plus... Nine. 14.
0: The armor class is 14. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Thank God for that plus one.
0: <laughs> Thank God for that plus one. Holy shit, yeah. Right? They turn to run, and before they reach the edge of that, your arrow strikes them in the leg. You said you were going for like the thigh to throw yeah. them off. And it sends them reeling over the edge of one of the hedges, but not outside the bubble of silence that they're currently in. Their dead leg has slowed them down, but not taking them completely out of commission. So everybody roll initiative. 21. Seven. Two. Nine. At the top of
5: the order is F. Sweet. That's appropriate. I'd also like to make the assertion that
0: F would have been leading us. I think that's fair to say. F knows the grounds very well. And F, you are at the top of the order, so why don't you go ahead and tell me what you'd like to do? I am going to jump over. How far away would you say they are? Um, I think at this point, probably like, you know, 40 feet.
3: Okay, I'll just move then towards them. uh, Move up into melee range and kick the shit out of them. Oop, I'm selecting two for some reason.
5: Which F is the real F?
2: (laughs) Which F is the real F? Say something only F would know.
0: Okay, there we go. We're good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I did say that they were in a bush, so you'd be right here. I'm going to move you into place. There you go. Okay, oop, Ah. Oh, now which one is the real F? We can't see. This is making for terrible podcasting. Yeah, right. So for the listeners at home, we're using Foundry VTT and Crossland's uh, character is part of a cult. They all look the same. And I've got two icons that are both the <laughs> same for F and yeah. uh, they just overlapped.
2: And now we don't know which one's the real one. We should just narrate all of our uh, like movement in battles or on maps like, uh, like chess announcers. And F moves three spaces to 418.
0: (laughs) Yes. Next up in the Oka chess finals is (laughs) F from the future.
3: Okay. I'm going to, I guess I'm going to kick this guy a bunch. Um, So I'm going to roll two attacks. So I got a 23 and a 20 on my attacks.
0: Oh, he goes in for a twin attack using his fists of flurrying miraculous. They're moving so fast. It's so exciting. Just oh, stop. and there's a parry, but it's not fast enough. So what was the damage, please? It was it was 12. He hit him for 12 arbitrary points of damage. Okay. This guy is uh, looking pretty beat up. Next in the order is Ella.
1: Uh, Do-do-do. Are these like hoppable bushes? Like pretty? Hell dumb? yeah,
0: they are. They're whatever you want them to be baby yeah they're low they're low to the ground
1: <laughs> i will shoot him again i guess
0: fucking do it so again bad. Shoot
1: him. i want to hurt this rando
2: stop feeling bad about shooting people that know. are trying to remember okay, a so cult. i never
4: i
1: never thought about what my character's alignment is but apparently it's lawful something
4: <laughs> because, apparently
1: damn <laughs> that's uh i rolled a three and now my dice are not hot anymore three plus uh nine which is twelve I do have to attack's fraction now, but I'm not sure. If, oh, oh my god! Well, actually, I rolled a five again. Um, plus nine is fourteen. <laughs> I'm barely hitting him again.
5: I would say you didn't need my plus one, but clearly you did. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: it's coming handy two times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Go ahead and roll damage, please. That is a uh, six or four. Ten. He dead. Oh. (laughs) Unless you're doing non-lethal (laughs) damage. It's up to you, Ella. If you don't want to kill this guy, you don't have to.
1: Um, My character does not want to, no.
0: Okay, you put it perfectly in his other thigh and you see his eyes roll back into his head and with that, F leans down. I kick him just to check. I'm just, I kick him. Yeah, I kick him just to check. I would say like with F, on top of him, basically, his eyes roll back into his head and he falls limp. I just wave. Um, so a little bit of blood loss, a loss some loss of consciousness, but he'll survive, provided someone gets to him within a few hours. All right. So you've cleared the playing field, but you hear the bell ring again, and you can kind of see through the windows into the cloister, and there's no entry point right here The the only entry points would be maybe um, closer toward the portico, or if you snuck around the edge, you could probably climb up like onto the roof, like far from where the courtyard is and sneak along it that way. But there's no entry point along
3: this wall. Yeah, we just wanted to sneak and have some form of cover, so that's why we decided to do this versus going directly.
0: You
2: said there were
3: windows along this wall?
0: There are. Yeah, there's no doors, but there are windows, and the windows probably are latched from the inside so they could be, like, pried open. I
2: think I might shimmy up to one of them windows then, if I can get to it, and uh, pull out the new thieves tools that uh, Ah. Campbell just gave me. I mean not Campbell
0: Leo. <laughs> you know, maybe he did. He just walked up and put it in your hand and you're like, I already have these, buddy. <laughs> <So> anyway. <laughs>
2: and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and uh wiggle wiggle a window open.
0: Slide the tools underneath and And you make that using your proficiency if you are proficient in yeah. Thieves Tool. Yeah. Right. That's pretty good. I think that's a 19 then. Okay. I think that sounds right. With a 19, you hear just a soft click and the sound of hinges that need a little bit of oil and realize that Walker has popped open one of the windows. I'll get in um, like
2: boost position, you know, one knee and then hands like a cup.
1: I'll hop on. All right.
2: Boost.
3: I just jump. Without assistance, (laughs) dive roll through. Yeah,
0: the most graceful gazelle like hurdle through the window. (laughs) Yes, you land in a pirouette, like
3: (laughs) robes gently flowing.
2: All right, big guy, let's get you up there.
0: All right, so you guys are in sort of like a cloister, a long hallway, it's fully enclosed. The cloister out toward the courtyard has like open air to the courtyard, so you like walk around it and all of the pillars along that cloister would be open. This is fully enclosed on both sides. So you're standing here. There are sconces along either side of the walls that light everything in a soft glow. You can hear now just heavy silence as everyone is waiting on bated breath, anticipating the next time someone will speak as they receive a vision from Kana. So if we wanna catch him now
3: in front of everyone, this is a pretty good opportunity to do so. I think we just go for it. What else are we going to do?
1: Let's confront them right in front of everybody.
3: Hey, man, this is your world now. I'm following your lead. Well, it's it's your world, too. You were born here uh, on the planet with the... I mean, this specific oh, okay, got it. Uh, yeah. kind of All right. your... Just I'm just making sure uh, that we're on the same page. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Also, you don't know my life.
3: Uh, Well... <laughs> You know you're right. I like. I grew up in a really cloistered. You know you're actually in my cloister right now. This is this is the cloister. Uh, I I have walked these halls many times. The apple bushes that I like were out there. Actually, we passed them earlier. I didn't make mention of it. I'm sorry. Uh, my favorite grove. I think let's, let's just. Oh, okay. We can uh, do this uh, yeah. later. All right. Um, I think we just go behind the bell tower and we clang it a bunch. What do you guys think? <laughs> Disruptive. It's a good signal for Kendo and the team. I I like it. If
1: you think that's right for this situation. You
3: know. I don't know if it's right but it sounds fun <laughs> uh, <laughs> if we could
2: just kind of sneak to get into positions where maybe we're kind of surrounding him before we
3: sound that I've still got my veil of shadows going on I think we should be able to sneak pretty decently
5: yeah let's, let's kind of surround him so I've got a new trick up my sleeves as well oh does Future have the same bracers as everybody else does
0: I think they do I think so. Yeah. Everyone here is modeled after their leader, right? Well,
5: I can, from a distance, make those red
0: fucking hot.
5: Yeah. Heat metal. (laughs) What is it? Is that what it
0: is? Heat metal?
5: Yeah. 60 foot range.
0: Okay. (laughs) Read the spell to me. What does it say? I, I need to know. Choose a manufactured
5: metal object, such as a metal weapon or a suit of heavy or medium metal armor that you can see within range. You cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast the spell. Until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on each of your subsequent turns to cause this damage again. If a creature is holding or wearing the object and takes the damage from it, the creature must succeed in a constitution saving throw to drop the object if it can. If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of your next turn. Wow. Okay. Fuck. That's a spell right there. That's awesome. <laughs> that's great. The incredible use of it, too.
3: Yeah. Well placed. So we should get close and then do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think... uh Ella, you should try and find a, a spot vantage point where you got a good
0: shot.
1: Yeah, I could try that.
0: Yeah, there would be stairs from inside that would lead up to that platform because someone would have to be able to get in the bell tower. Yep, I think that tracks. It's kind of like looking to like spring up behind them on either side. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Any, any check associated there? Let's use your stealth.
3: Yeah. 18
2: plus 2 plus 10. So
0: 30. 15 plus 10. 25. 13 plus 6 plus 10. So 29. Holy shit. What was yours L? And L? Uh
1: sixteen plus six plus ten. So it was oh, okay. No big deal. Thirty two.
0: Cool. <laughs> so definitely don't put you guys in any positions where stealth is an issue, right? Like <laughs> right. <laughs> so you guys have We fully evaded the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys win. All right, let's pack it up. Coin flip.
5: <laughs> How high up is the bell tower? We could send Ella up. But is that is that a good vantage point for Ella if she goes up there on her own? Yeah, you could shoot from up there. Ring the bell and then just be be the sentry on the bell tower.
1: It's true, and then F can just pop out instead of having to climb all the way down. Mm-hmm.
5: And then <laughs> you could have Ella shoot from
3: down below and hit the bell tower.
0: That's within range of an arrow.
3: Yeah, Shoot! Shoot the bell, and then I can clang my bracers so that people look up. That'll work. Yeah. 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 That'll work. That's a move. And then once once we go through the speech, PJ heats the bracers, and that's our and that's the go time. Yeah.
0: The four of you and Campbell have moved yourselves into position within the courtyard of the bell tower at the Institute of the Future. It's completely silent. Every Single member of this cohort, if they're breathing, <laughs> have been trained to make no sound at all so that they hear nothing but the slightest hint of prophecy from Kana. F, you're standing as close to Alder Future as maybe you ever have, except for the times that they came near you during one of these rituals. You have never, of your own volition, stepped any closer to this person. What's going through your head?
3: There are things circling around in F's head that revolve around the missing prophecies in their mind and the disconnection from their childhood and sort of the the pain that this individual has wrought and the sort of grave injustice that they're putting on the community as a whole, be it the future individually or on Vesper, and... F isn't used to wide-ranging emotions for the most part, as far as they can remember. So I, hard to control the this sort of bubbling rage and fury. And with each step, it feels like it gets just a little bit closer to sloshing over the edge.
0: So you're stepping forward. You can see Alder Future's white cloak billowing out to the ground and behind them. You can see the light glinting off the gold of their jewelry they wear around their neck. Ceremonial garb that is typical of these moments. Their large ears are kind of like laying back slightly. A vulnerable position. And although they make no sound, you can see their shoulders heave slightly. Relax as they breathe in and breathe out. Leading this powerful meditation, this trance-like meditation. And you watch over their shoulder. This is the first time you've ever seen it from this vantage point. And you watch as the entire cohort mimics that. Alder breathes softly, making no noise, and everyone breathes in at the same time. And then they breathe out and everyone relaxes. Like an ocean. You just watch the waves as everyone in this hive-like mindset is just feeding off of one another, just waiting anxiously for someone to say something for the bell to ring and now you could almost reach out and touch them
3: i raise my arm and signal to LNL to shoot the bell tower now and i ready my bracers to clang them together for when it impacts
1: i take my bow and arrow and i I mean, taking everything in, I've never been here, so it's really crazy to see all of this spiritual atmosphere like just like happen right in front of me. But I look away from them and I I take a deep breath and aim it slowly with one eye, like a sharp shooting this doll tower, and hope for the best.
0: vision fades, and you look back at yourself. Only you don't see yourself. I mean, you do see yourself, but you see yourself transformed. You have scales where you once had skin. You have horns above your ears. Your hair is, well, not quite the hair you had before. You have a snout, and nostrils, like a reptile, like a Draconic creature. You are yourself, and yet you are you, perhaps in another life. You are dragonborn. You speak in the tongue of dragons and you sense the soul of a dragon that lingers on you. And there's just this moment where you're taking this in and the dweller says in your ear, you see now, you see Why you spoke these words, spoke them in the way that you did, and why you cannot recall them.
3: Uh, I, 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 yep. I, I am something more different than what I thought I was. Is that why, is that why the future is afraid of me?
0: No. In fact, the future is anything but afraid. The sight with which you see these visions, it is a gift that was given once long ago to a friend of mine you now know as Alder future. The voice is coming into focus. The dweller is moving around you. And in the mist, the darkness of the scene, it's as if everything else has faded away and it is just you and yourself kneeling, mirroring, and someone else circling the scene. And the dweller speaks again and says, The future came to me when they were young, before the founding of Vesper, when the hope of a future outside the dark minds of the storms of Aram was all but fading. And there in the darkness, the stories they would weave as if from nothing would fascinate me so. Until one day, they spoke in an ancient tongue that I, only I recognized, and I didn't understand it at first, but eventually I did. It was their words, but the visions were Kana's. And so the mantra Kana sees and we know was born. Over time, I built my following and they built theirs, and at some point during the second wave, she took her gift. And so I should expect that their future is not afraid, but is envious. The future covets what you have. And if they can take it, rest assured they will. And now you see the voice has a body, and it's as if the spirit of a great dragon, an ancient great worm, is circling you. It dwarfs you in size. And its voice is as soft and feminine as it was in the caverns when it embodied the visage of an aging woman. And she asks, do you like the you you see in front of you? How does that make you feel? At first, it made
3: me want to find my parents. But now... I want to be that person. I want to embody that confidence and courage that I see in the the other the other me. And I think I can I can do that. But I do like how I look a little bit better personally. Oh, that's preference again. That's so weird. I'm just not used to, you know, even being asked my opinion. This is so interesting.
0: Is this what feelings are like? This is what identity is like. And the visage of you as a dragonborn monk fades, and you're staring at the you you recognize. Behind you, Alder Future stands, and they place a hand on the back of your head. And its eyes flutter for a moment. Its ears flick. And you can see that Alder Future is blind. Their eyes are completely glassed over, Never been able to look that closely at them. And yet they look down, not at younger you, but they look down and they peer directly into your eyes, the you that is mirroring you, the you in the memory. They look directly at you and you see a brow arch and then the scene fades. L. everything in your body is finely tuned for moments like this. And while this is an intense moment, there is a calm that comes over you as you line it up and you breathe out and you loose the arrow and the sound of a bell rings out.
3: I immediately clang my bracers to draw attention.
0: And this sends a shockwave that immediately shifts the situation. The only person who is still calm is older future who does not move? That's insane.
3: Uh, so I immediately. So we're there's we're we're on this uh, veranda, right? So right, kind of yeah, you're elevated. You're looking so out over one. I jump up on the ledge and I, I start mm-hmm. walking up and around, and and I'm going to. Uh, I, I begin by just spout by saying, brothers, sisters, people of the future. We've listened to this individual's rhetoric for far too long. These rights that we've been taught are nothing but lies, and they're leading us down a path that we should not be going down. They've conspired against our society and have fought actively against our basic rights. We are told that Kana but we know, and that when the stars speak, we listen. But this individual, refused active prophecies because it wasn't coming from their mouth and as such is a false flagging member of the
0: future roll the persuasion check no oh, fuck i'm
3: so bad at this <laughs> all right i i get a there's there's a bonus too i don't want to forget what this is i get a thing Holy shit. Okay, I got a 19 minus two, so 17. Oh,
4: God. (laughs) Minus two.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I am at the ready, by the way, with heat metal. If there's any, like, aggressive motion from Elder Future.
1: Eleanor's looking towards every person with my bow held directly at Elder Future. I look at Walker, look at Leo.
2: Walker's just kind of huddled up in that corner across from, from Leo and Campbell and uh, he's just looking down kind of breathing heavily, preparing himself and he reaches up and he
0: touches his shoulder. It's an impassioned plea. It would be enough to convince most people in most situations. In this one, however, the delusion runs deep. You're messing with people's identity, their sense of self, if they have any at all. It's deeply, deeply ingrained with this process, this ritual, this idea of what the future is and should be. And yet you see in their eyes, among some of the younger cohorts, recognition of the pain, of the uncertainty, acknowledgement of some of the ambivalence that like has led you to this moment. And Can I push this in a direction? Sure. Okay. So I I, I-
3: I'm noticing this that it's not sweeping the way that I wanted it to of course and not persuading as well as I wanted to and so I turned Alder future and I, I've kind of jumped up and moved my way on on the balcony here to kind of be facing them at least in line of sight so there's almost no way that they can't acknowledge that I'm here and I say You believe that I stole your prophetic abilities, and so you wiped the mind of an innocent child and prevented them from understanding their identity and hid them from your own church, from your own people. We, the future, should refuse
0: you, apostate. That word in particular gets the reaction you're looking for. It is the first thing you've said or done that has gotten any kind of reaction. And the reaction that you get is a cocked eyebrow. (laughs) Fucking bullshit. They're breathing and they hold their breath and they open a blind eye to you. You can see the eyes clouded over completely. There is no sight there. And the ears, as they come to attention, they billow and they look in your direction despite the fact you know they can't see anything. They cock an eyebrow and speak in a soft but stern voice. We would ask that you adhere to the practices we have put forth. Do not remove your cloth unless you are speaking for
3: the group. Take it off immediately and throw it down into the atrium.
0: We are disturbed by this behavior.
3: We, huh? Now, now we're saying we. I heard you earlier. Your poor buddy Tamlin is lying face down, but she heard you use your own pronouns.
0: What were they? What were you identifying yourself as an individual? I'm gonna have you roll intimidation with advantage because this is this is definitely twisting the knife a little bit, and I'm gonna roll against that. Try my damnedest. I do so bad in these. I'm so bad at these Uh, things. You're doing great. You're doing great. It's a contest, and I'm going to take a photo of what I rolled right now. Okay, I got it. It's 17 minus two. So 15. Uh, I'm going to do a video. The timestamp, 702. Jesus Christ. There you all are. It's too good. It's too good. (laughs) We'll believe you
3: either way. We'll believe you either way. Oh, you got to oh, you got Oh, one. no you're way.
1: The, <laughs> <laughs> he is shitting his pants.
0: <laughs> so at this moment, you're like twisting the knife, right? Like psychologically in this situation, you are fully leaning in to the you you've discovered, right? You've gone through so much in just a matter of days. It is fully coming out at this point. And the hairs on their neck and on their ears stand up a little bit. And they stand and they're towering above you. You're six feet tall. This creature is reaching nine feet. And stands and looks down and says, you, you forget your place. We are the future. You recall the saying, yes? You recall the words?
3: Oh, I I know all of your rights. Why are you referring to me as you, as opposed to the future knows all the rights? You don't even know how to identify your own members. I think you
0: have made it clear that you You are not one of us.
3: I think not only am I one of you, I'm the most motherfucking one of you that there is. I have your ability. You've tried to steal these prophecies from me. You will be
0: silent!
3: No, I won't. Never again.
0: Then you will be dead. And I punch him in the face. (gasps) is Nathar de Leon as the DM, PJ Heller as Leo Feldman, Leslie Ray as Ellen L. Valen, Joshua Ramsey as Walker Omeron, and Crossland Shaw as F, formerly known as the future. The show is a production of Atomic Pylon Media. Our intro theme was composed by Nathar, and this episode was mixed by Jeremy Tuttle, edited by Crossland, with a bit of help from the whole team, but it was mostly Crossland. Additional editing by Steven Staver. Our cover art is an original Leslie Ray. You can support the show by following at Catacomb Party on Instagram and Twitter, and we're on Mastodon now. Mastodon is a new social media network that is a uh, kind of blends Twitter and Discord. There are individual servers that people can be a part of. And you have to apply to be a part of it. So we're on Dice Camp now, uh, which is a Mastodon server for the TTRPG community. So if you want to follow us there and you really want to get more plugged into like pretty much exclusively TTRPG folks on a Twitter-like platform, check it out. Uh, we haven't posted anything yet, but I'm sure we will soon. You can also follow us on your favorite podcast platform, which is super important if you never want to miss an episode. And I know it gets old, but five star reviews help. <laughs> so if you have a few seconds right now and you want to leave a five star review and tell me how sexy my voice is, uh, you know, couldn't hurt. Our Discord server link is in the description. We're still not doing a lot there, but things are starting to warm up a little bit. Folks are coming in. There's a little chatter on the general server. And I think this year is when we're going to get our shit together and start building that thing up. So stick around because I think it could get really fun and really interesting. I can't believe we're here at the end of season one. There's one more episode to go before we wrap everything up. It's been a wild year for us. People moving between states, people getting engaged and moving on with their lives. And yet we're still playing and and things are still going strong. And a lot of it is because we see folks in the community are loving the story and loving the characters so thank you so much for supporting us and uh we hope that you stick around for season two because it's gonna get really interesting we actually have a guest coming on for season two so not to spoil anything but i think you're gonna have a lot of fun that said you know we love you but as always i am gonna need you to get the hell out
2: Whoever has the whistle, now would be a great time to blow it. You actually need to roll initiative, so... <laughs> you can do that on
4: your turn.
0: Hey, if you're here, that means you wanted a little more context for what was happening in this edit. So let me explain. Crossland and I met up on a weekend to talk about his character and try to develop the backstory a little bit more. And we weren't going to record it, but I surprised Crossland by saying, you know what, let's just turn on the mics. Maybe we'll get something good. And the result was so fucking cool, we had to find a way to squeeze it in. So at the very beginning of this episode, you're going to hear F go back to see the dweller they've got some unfinished business. And then F rejoins the group, but we keep flashing back to what happened to them while they were in the cave. And the reason we cut it that way is because so many of those moments connected so perfectly with things that happened in the rest of the episode with the group that it just made sense to pepper them throughout. It helped build that world and that drama and that tension and keep it relevant in your mind, because when it was all at the top of the episode, it felt a little imbalanced. So we had to do a little bit of movie magic to make it work. We hope you enjoy it. And uh, I hope I haven't spoiled too much. Genuinely, it's one of my favorite things I've ever made. Anyway, I'll let you get back to it and we'll see you in two weeks for the finale.